Welcome to the Arborist News audio podcast, brought to you by the International Society of Arboriculture. This audio version of the Arborist News CEU article is voiced by Paul Johnson, Urban Forestry Program Coordinator with Texas A&M Forest Service. This month's article is Biology and Identification of Fungi by Christine Balk, Chelsea Abbott, and A.D. Ali. Biology and Identification of Fungi by Christine Balk, Chelsea Abbott, and A.D. Ali. Objectives. Discuss the complexities of fungi. Describe how fungi can be both beneficial and detrimental. Explain the general life cycle of a fungus. Describe what to look for when identifying fungal fruiting bodies. Biology. Trees in the urban environment are planted with good intentions but tend to have many problems. One biotic problem for trees is wood decay fungi. This group of organisms can be very difficult to understand and identify. They are important to know for safety and for tree risk evaluations. This article, the first of a two-part series, will help you understand the complexities of fungi and the importance of identification factors. Fungi, singular fungus, are some of the most interesting living organisms of the biological world. They are also the most prevalent tree pathogens when compared to bacteria, viruses, etc. There are about 100,000 different species currently identified, and there are still many more that are not yet identified. An estimated 5.1 million species, Blackwell 2011. Fungi are eukaryotic organisms. That is, they are organisms that do have membrane-bound organelles inside cells. Other examples of eukaryotic organisms are animals and plants. Fungi are closer in relation to humans than plants. Like humans, fungi are heterotrophs, which mean they need to consume organic matter to survive. Plants are autotrophs, meaning they produce their own food, i.e. photosynthesis. It is because fungi are heterotrophs that they are so crucial to the forest ecosystem. By decomposing organic matter, fungi recycle valuable nutrients back into the forest floor for plants to use. Other than the recycling of nutrients, some fungi form symbiotic relationships with plant roots. These fungi that form these mutualistic relationships are called mycorrhizae, and in this case, the fungus benefits by having direct access to carbohydrates, while in turn increasing the absorptive surface of the roots. Many fungi also provide food, antibiotics, and other resources for human use. It is true that there are some poisonous species and species that are parasites, but overall fungi are extremely beneficial, even though they have a generally negative connotation. The most common structure associated with fungi is the mushroom. We'll examine the structure of the mushroom later in this article. It is often misconceived that the fruiting body of a fungus, i.e. mushroom, is the actual organism. However, the actual organism is made up of hyphae, singular hypha, that grow underneath the surface where the fruiting bodies appear. Hyphae are long, thread-like structures. To the naked eye, they look like white to gray fuzz. These hyphae represent the vegetative structure of the fungus, while the fungal fruiting body is merely the reproductive structure that releases spores, the dispersal stage of a fungus. The hyphae, or collectively mycelium, of the fungus grow throughout the soil wherever the nutrients and space are available, whereas the fruiting bodies of fungi appear only when environmental conditions are right. These conditions include cool, shady locations with high humidity, e.g. under trees, and a food source, e.g. dead plant material. 
Perfect environmental conditions are crucial for fruiting body growth and can explain the phenomena of random mushroom sightings from year to year in the same spot. One exception to this rule are perennial conchs, which are woody fruiting bodies. While there are many fungi that are beneficial to the landscape, what most concerns arborists are fungi that are considered tree pathogens or parasites. Largely, these types of fungal organisms fall under two categories, basidiomycetes and ascomycetes. Basidiomycetes are generally considered the mushroom-forming fungi and typically encompass most wood decay fungi and rusts. The latter produce non-traditional fruiting bodies. Ascomyces encompass more of the foliar diseases on trees. The difference between basidiomycetes and ascomycetes come down to the number of spores and the structure on which the spores are born. Basidiomycetes have four spores and are born on a club, basidium, while ascomycetes have eight spores and are born in a sac, ascocarp. Life cycles of fungi differ depending upon the family. They are largely based on the spore type and whether it was reproduced sexually or asexually. Some fungal organisms, like rust, basidiomycetes, have complex life cycles that require more than one host to complete, while others, like apple scab, ascomycetes, have a simpler life cycle and require only one host to complete. In general, fungi differ in reproduction and overwintering, but regardless of the fungal family, all fungi disperse via spores by wind, soil vectors, or even through vegetative means such as rhizomorphs, e.g. armillaria. After dispersal, some fungi infect the plant indirectly through wounds and begin colonizing the plant tissue. However, certain fungi can infect directly into the plant cell without requiring a wound or outside help. These fungi use appendages termed hastoria, singular hastorium, or arm-like structures that penetrate plant cells. Once the fungal organisms have entered and colonized the plant tissue, enzymes are released from the fungus to degrade host tissue. Symptoms, or the plant's reaction to this degradation, can show up within days to weeks to months, depending upon the latency of infection and the overall virulence of the pathogen. Once the fungus can obtain nutrients from the host, it will enter an overwintering stage until the environmental conditions are right to start the dispersal and infection process all over again. Basidiomycetes and ascomycetes have both sexual and asexual reproduction capacities. Asexual reproduction doesn't bring about any new genetic modifications, but is quick and best for the fast spread of fungi. Sexual reproduction takes more time and energy, but allows for genetic adaptation. This adaption is good for acclimating to new environments and obstacles that could get in the way of fungal growth. Without sexual reproduction, fungi would die. Morphology and identification. Fungal identification can be very difficult. Every part of the fruiting body needs to be observed. Regarding mushroom-forming fungi, the mushroom or conch is considered the fruiting body. There are many different shapes to mushrooms, so their cap shape, spore surface, gill attachment, if present, consistency of the stem, and more, all need to be considered to arrive at an accurate identification. Here are some attributes to consider when trying to identify mushroom-forming fungi. What is it growing on or in? Deadwood, living wood, bark, etc. At what time of year is it growing? Where is it growing? Some mushrooms have specific geographic range. What is the host? For example, Ganoderma zonatum grows specifically on palms. What color is the cap, stem, and spores? Spore color can be a crucial identification factor. 
Does it have any defining characteristics such as a veil, i.e. skirt, around the stem? What does the spore surface look like? Does it have gills, pores, teeth? Does it bruise easily? Some fungi bruise specific colors or have easily bruised flesh. For example, some Lactaria species bruise certain colors when touched, whereas others, such as Ganoderma sessile, previously Ganoderma lucidum, are wood-like and don't bruise when touched. Does it have an odor or taste? If so, what does it smell like? For instance, Lactarius camphoratus can smell sweet like honey maple syrup, and many Russula species taste peppery. As a precautionary note, never attempt to taste mushrooms if you're not absolutely certain of the species in question. Some can cause nausea, abdominal pain, hallucinations, and even death. What is the spore color? A spore print is a great tool for identification. You can take a spore print by laying the spore surface, spore side down, on both black and white paper. Leave it overnight and note the color of the spore print underneath the cap the next day. Identifying mushroom-forming fungi can mostly be done without the use of magnifying equipment. Online resources are available to aid an identification. Fisher 2007, Gilman and Salzman 2011, Mushroom World 2018. However, when identifying non-mushroom-forming fungi, like most foliar pathogens, a hand lens and a microscope are required. This is because the fruiting bodies of these types of fungal organisms are microscopic, including structures like Acervuli, Pycnidia, Chasmothesia, formerly Clestothesia, and others which look like small black spots on the surface of the leaf. This means that they cannot be positively identified without a microscope. For example, the Pycnidia of one fungal species can look almost identical to the Pycnidia of another species. Therefore, both Pycnidia and the spores they hold would need further microscopic identification. Though the fruiting bodies are important, much of the identification of non-mushroom-forming fungi is conducted by looking at the morphology of the spores. Here are some characteristics to consider when trying to identify these types of fungi. Are the spores born inside of a fruiting body? That is, do you have a small black circular structure you must rupture to release the spores? Are the spores colored or clear? If they have color, what is it? Are the spores round, elliptical, or some other shape? Do the spores have septa, dividers? When looking at the hypha, is it septate, divided, or not? Spore identification is best conducted in the lab with the use of a microscope. Another method of identifying fungi is sending samples to a laboratory for genetic DNA analysis. In the next part of this article series, we will explore the wood decaying fungi that may be encountered by the arborist in urban settings. We will also discuss fungi's potential for damage to the tree as well as certain management options. Christine Balk, christine.balk at davy.com, is a technical advisor, Ohio and Northeast region. Chelsea Abbott, chelsea.abbott at davy.com, is a technical advisor, Midwest and Great Lakes region. And A.D. Ali, ad.ali at davy.com, is a technical advisor, Southeast and Texas region. All are with the Davy Institute, the Davy Tree Expert Company. Thank you for listening to this month's Arborist News Audio Podcast. An online quiz worth one CEU is available now to current ISA members. This quiz will become available to non-members in April of 2019. Visit the ISA web store and search for online quizzes for the most recent CEU opportunities. Arborist News is ISA's bi-monthly serial publication that provides readers with the latest in arboricultural news and education. 
This magazine is an ISA member benefit and offers opportunities for ISA credential holders to earn CEUs. Become a member today to start receiving Arborist News in your mailbox or your inbox. Please check back for the next Arborist News audio.